I'm Trey Briggs, and this is Call Center Confidential. Hello, and welcome back to Call Center Confidential, the podcast that is a conversation about conversations. My name is Trey Briggs, President of BCI, found at bci-fit.com, and I hope you're doing well today. Today's episode is going to be Questions and Answers, Part 4. More questions and answers, so let's just get right into it. The first question comes from Victor, and Victor asks... I heard you say in one of your episodes that you teach agents to use no scripts in their interactions with patients. How is that possible? How does that work? Well, Victor, great question. And when discussing scripts, it is essential to understand that the term scripts, in my opinion, is thrown around a little too loosely in today's call center industry, as if to imply that the term scripts means just one thing. But the truth is that there are different types of scripts. The first type is in the form of disclaimers or policies that agents must read aloud for legal purposes. These are important and necessary, obviously. The second type of script is meant for organizational and informational purposes. For example, to map out a series of steps an agent must take as they schedule a patient or as part of an end-of-call recap to remind the patient what time to arrive to the appointment, what to bring, where to go, etc., These are also important and necessary. But the third type of script is the one I refer to when I say that we avoid scripts in our teaching curriculum and training process. These are scripts designed to make an agent sound warm, fuzzy, and more personable, or what our industry often refers to as building rapport. These types of scripts tend to have the opposite effect of what they are intended for, as they typically sound kind of fake and insincere like the agent is simply reading the words aloud because they must, which is precisely what a call center must avoid having their agents sound like. An example is a call I recently made to a major U.S. cell phone carrier. I began the call by expressing much frustration regarding my situation with my phone service, making clear that I was unhappy. Not in a mean way, but I made it very clear that I was not happy. Seconds into the conversation, the agent nicely asked me, So, Mr. Briggs, how is your day going? I responded, Now that is a script they require you to ask every customer, right? He said, Yes. I said, Let me guess. They make you say it to quote-unquote build rapport, right? He said, Yes. That is the exact term they use in our training. I said, Before you said it, it was obvious to you that my day was not going so well, correct? He said, yes, it was obvious. And I said, I am sure you understand that asking a person whose day is obviously going not so well and who knows that you are aware of that because they just went out of their way to make it clear to you is insensitive, mocking, conveys disregard for that person's feelings, and is likely only going to make things worse. He said, yes, I do. So every time an upset customer calls this call center, The very type of customer a call center must be most prepared to handle effectively. They require their agents to start the conversation by first blatantly disregarding the customer's feelings with a fake-sounding script that sends a clear message that this company is insensitive and incompetent enough to have their agents ask what is precisely the wrong question at the exact wrong moment. 
a question that is likely to escalate the customer's frustration and anger. Ladies and gentlemen, I present to you Scripps. <laughs> the way to build rapport is by delivering perfect customer service, which is using perfect word choice and phone manners, which is being perfectly well-spoken and well-mannered at every moment. That is all that is required. And other than this script, this agent did exactly that. He didn't need the script because his customer service was otherwise exceptional. It is essential to understand that language, without scripts, comes perfectly equipped with everything one needs to build rapport or make a positive connection with another human being at the highest level of courtesy and professionalism. You just must know how to navigate it professionally, which is easy for any agent to learn to do. Another example of a script is a client of ours who requires their agents to end each call with, thank you for choosing hospital name and have a great day. This sounds great, but what if the person calls upset, angry, or frustrated, and is still any one of those three things at the end of the call? To then say to that person, thank you for choosing our hospital and have a great day, when at that moment it is clear that they are not happy with you, <laughs> is to disregard their feelings and can only serve to make the situation worse. We provided the agents here with a strategy to navigate these moments, but had we not, many of their calls would end on exactly the wrong note. And this is a great example of how a well-meaning script can make things go very badly. Another experience I had recently was with Farmer's Dog. They were excellent on the phone, and as I listened to them interact with me, I felt almost like I trained them myself. They spoke in an effortless and natural way that was perfectly polite and professional at every moment. They did use one scripted sentence, though, when they asked me, so how is Mia enjoying her recipes? My dog's name is Mia, and it sounded perfectly fine. This is an example of a script that conveyed interest in the dog's happiness. It was designed to do that which can only be a good thing for business considering every customer loves their dogs and every dog loves farmer's dog. So the answer is going to be a positive one every time they ask that question. <laughs> In other words, it is difficult to see how this script could put either the agent or the customer or the dog <laughs> in an awkward spot for any reason. So scripts are not always bad, but one must be very careful with them because they most often are. We are made to attend English classes in school to learn to navigate the English language effectively. One reason for this is that it is understood that language is powerful and does fantastic things for you if you know how to be proficient at using it when speaking with others. Nowhere in the learning English process is it taught that scripts and using scripts is an effective way to communicate in a sincere, warm, empathic, or friendly manner. And this is because scripts are typically an unsound and unnecessary approach to communicating effectively with patients or customers. Okay, next question. It comes from Janice, director. And Janet says, I really enjoy your podcast. Thank you, Janice. And you talk about training like no one else I have ever heard discuss it. Where did you learn this stuff? <laughs> Quote, unquote, where did you learn this stuff? I like your style, Janice. 
And that's a great question. 30 years ago, this month, August 2023, I joined a company whose owner became my mentor for many years and in many ways my lifesaver. And soon after joining her company, my girlfriend. (laughs) At that time, she was considered one of the world's top five-star hotel training experts in the five-star hotel industry. And I will tell that story in just a moment. But first, I would like to address the significance of five-star hotels and what they represent and how that relates to cost centers and the cost center industry. It is essential to understand that the product that non-sales-oriented cost centers, which are most cost centers, like healthcare cost centers, for example, produce, can be boiled down to two words, customer service. Five-star hotels are the most accomplished customer service-providing entities in the known universe. The five-star hotel environment is of the highest level of customer service expertise and knowledge in the world. Five-star hotels are at the very top of the customer service knowledge and expertise food chain. I can remember several years ago when five-star hotel industry customer service experts somehow got the attention of the call center industry, including the healthcare call center industry. And for a while, everyone was talking about how the longtime customer service suffering call center industry was going to be saved by this new five-star hotel service sensibility. I remember thinking that this might be great for me and my company, considering my five-star hotel background, as I watched this all play out from afar. I started in five-star hotels, but majority of my career has been serving healthcare call centers, by the way. Well, this flirtation between industries that I just spoke of lasted about five minutes. As the call center industry, meaning its pundits and experts who create, nurture, and perpetuate industry narratives, roundly rejected this five-star hotel service sensibility and effectively sent the five-star hotel experts and their ideas packing. (laughs) And this is because five-star hotels' world-leading expertise regarding what qualifies as exceptional customer service does not fit with the stubbornly entrenched narratives created, nurtured, and perpetuated by today's call center industry pundits and experts. In fact, they run directly counter to them. These narratives are based on the misguided premise that what qualifies as exceptional or perfect customer service is undefinable. So the only approach to managing its quality is incessant measurement as part of a process of doing one's best to deliver quality with the understanding that it is essentially impossible to manage in any conclusive or concrete manner, truly. It is essentially a narrative of an acceptance and embrace of limited success based on the premise that what qualifies as exceptional customer service is undefinable. But the truth is, fortunately, the opposite of that. Customer service is a highly organized skill and discipline with clear and highly specific rules of behavior, which makes it perfectly manageable with proper expertise and guidance. And this makes delivering flawless or perfect customer service at every moment of every call easily achievable. Oh, but I digress. (laughs) Back to the story of my mentor who taught me much of what I know today as a professional trainer. It goes like this. In 1994, my second year with her company, we acquired as a client the historic five-star hotel 
St. Regis, New York, located in Midtown Manhattan. You can Google it if you like. It's the most beautiful hotel I have ever seen. It is stunning. It's King Cole Bar is one of the most famous bars in the world and where the Bloody Mary was invented. And I will never forget how we had to walk through the restaurant's amazing kitchen to get to the basement area downstairs, which was converted into a conference room where our training took place. This was before the internet and hotel booking sites. So hotels like St. Regis, New York, handled their own calls from customers. And we were hired to train and monitor their 60-plus agents. Specifically, we were hired to train them in how to deliver exceptional customer service and sell their rooms to folks inquiring over the phone. The first thing the hotel general manager did was take my mentor and me for a tour of the rooms. The first one he showed us, he said, was where Elton John stays every time he is in New York. And the second one, the Imperial Suite, had the rare designation as a Manhattan hotel room with a dining area and table. The general manager pointed to a scratch on top of the dining room table and apologized, saying that two nights prior, Madonna had apparently gotten a little rowdy and created the scratch with the heel of her shoes, perhaps after too many Bloody Marys. (laughs) And then there was the moment we saw Monica Lewinsky reading a newspaper while having breakfast in the hotel dining area. This hotel was quite an eye-opener for me, and it marked the beginning of my extensive five-star hotel training career. The magic moment for me, though, was when my mentor sat me down and looked me in the eye and said, have you noticed how amazing the customer service is here? From the front desk to the servers in the restaurant to the bartenders to the butlers walking around on every floor, like the one that came into our room earlier today? I answered, yes, the service is perfect in every way. It is blowing my mind. (laughs) She said, have you noticed how it looks like they are not even trying? That it is completely natural? and never even the slightest bit forced or contrived? And I said, yes, I have. They make it look effortless. She said, what you are experiencing is the top echelon of customer service in the world. It does not get any better than this anywhere on the face of the earth. So soak it all in and learn. (laughs) I was like, yes, (laughs) ma'am. The next thing she explained was the most important lesson I ever learned regarding what defines customer service. And it has guided my career ever since. She said, The reason the customer service here is so perfect is that no one in this building ever makes a mistake. That was the most impactful sentence ever said to me in my career. I will never forget it. She continued, and I'm recollecting this as best I can. I remember it clearly because it was so impactful. So she continued that their customer service has no flaws down to the very smallest detail, making it flawless. And flawless is a synonym for perfect. The simple answer to delivering perfect customer service is to make no mistakes, which is to be perfect. And there is nothing that can improve on that level of service. She continued, what makes this five-star hotel sensibility of making no mistakes so challenging and why so few understand or embrace it is that you cannot guarantee the execution of it unless you are able to identify where the mistakes are being made, whether they are from a front desk person, butler, or call center agent. Such mistakes, she said, are typically highly subtle and nuanced and require an expert's knowledge and expertise first to identify and then correct them. The most important thing to understand, she said, about call center customer service 
is that most of the magic takes place in subtlety and nuance within the conversation. This is where the customer service either breaks down and becomes mediocre or displays its excellence and provides the perfect customer experience. Our industry's disregard of this nuance is at the root of its customer service problem. Well, ladies and gentlemen, that discussion she had with me that day was the most pivotal moment of my career, and this five-star hotel no-mistakes sensibility guides and defines the BCI program to this day. And this is why each of our clients' agents delivers perfect customer service at every moment of every call they handle every day. Okay, so next question up comes from Lourdes, manager. My agents get their fair share of upset callers. What sorts of de-escalation techniques do you recommend? Great question, Lourdes. Let me first say that we have a specific and organized approach that has proven highly effective in meeting this challenge. And in the first episode of this uh, podcast, Call Center Sushi Bar Part 1, I read an email to me from one of our trainees who gushes about how effectively our approach works for him. He said it worked 100% of the time. All of our trainees know that what we teach them regarding how to handle upset or frustrated patients works. It is perhaps our greatest tool in earning their buy-in to our program, and it goes like this. (laughs) The number one rule in de-escalating a call, whereby the patient or customer calls angry or frustrated, is not to allow it to escalate in the first place. And the number one way to do that is to be mistake-free from the moment you pick up the phone and begin the conversation. Perfect customer service is the first line of defense because it stops anger and frustration from escalating. This is because inherent in the execution of perfect customer service is the sincere conveyance of respect and understanding, which is what angry or frustrated persons want more than anything else. On the flip side of that, imperfect customer service is most defined by the most subtle and nuanced of mistakes, which are the powder keg that makes everything blow up into escalation of anger and frustration. The most subtle and nuanced verbal mannerisms have the greatest emotional impact on patients and customers, especially upset or frustrated ones. Beyond this, we teach agents to master two simple phrases, one which is two words and the other is one word. And the agents quickly realize that these two phrases, effortless and elegant, are enormously powerful in de-escalating frustration and anger. there you have it, folks. Questions and answers part four. I appreciate you listening, and I would like to thank you for listening to Call Center Confidential, the podcast that is a conversation about conversations. Call Center Confidential is interactive, so if you would like to ask a question, leave a comment, perhaps play Stump the Expert, (laughs) just go to our website at www.bci-fit.com. Look to the little blue icon at the bottom right. Click it, enter your message. You don't have to tell us who you are and I might just address it in an upcoming episode. Thank you once again, and please do not tell anyone about this podcast. It's confidential. 
<laughs> I'll see you next time. Call Center Confidential is a production of BCI that is produced by Daniel Tucci, music by Julian Bell, mixing Bright Future Studios. <laughs>